0: We finally got it. With the release of the conference schedule, we now have North Carolina's full 2022-23 schedule in front of us, and we get to talk about it. Thank you, ACC. Oh, and by the way, some great news about Jalen Washington. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked Ontario's podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making our show your first listen or your first watch every single day. Don't forget, it's free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so you can subscribe right now to make sure that you don't miss a second of your team every single day so like i said the acc schedule is out we know all 20 games when it's going to be where it's going to be all that now as a reminder we already knew the opponents and what games were going to be away and what games were going to be home because north carolina or north carolina the acc has a three year cycle that they go by and so we already knew that side of it we just didn't know like the order and the dates and times and all that stuff unfortunately Uh, We actually still don't know the times because they didn't put those out. That's the trend these days, and it's sad, but it is what it is. We'll get those in the coming weeks, I'm sure. So the ACC schedule, conference schedule, is 20 games now. It's been that way for a couple years. And let me run you through it, and then we'll go back, obviously, and I want to talk about it, unpack it. We're going to look at how it compares with the non-conference schedule and all comes together, all that good stuff. Here we go. First game, December 4th, Sunday, at Virginia Tech. Second game, at, uh, excuse me, versus Georgia Tech on Saturday, December 10th. At Pittsburgh on Friday or Saturday, December 30th or 31st, New Year's Eve. And then moving into 2023, January 4th, a Wednesday versus Wake Forest. January 7th, a Saturday versus Notre Dame. January 10th, a Tuesday at Virginia. January 14th, a Saturday at Louisville. January 17th, a Tuesday versus Boston College. January 21st, a Saturday versus NC State. January 24th, a Tuesday at Syracuse. February 1st, a Wednesday versus Pitt. February 4th, a Saturday at Duke. February 7th, a Tuesday at Wake Forest. February 11th, a Saturday versus Clemson. February 13th, a Monday versus Miami. February 19th, a Sunday at NC State. February 22nd, a Wednesday at Notre Dame. February 25th, a Saturday versus Virginia. February 27th, a Monday at Florida State. And February 4th, Senior Night Saturday versus Duke. For those of you watching, I've put that schedule up so you can see it while I've been talking through it. I offer it to you without observations or anything there, just talking through the list so you can see it. But now I want to get into talking about what I see when I look at this schedule to kind of help us all make a little bit of sense of it. First off, I want to point out that this year there are two early ACC games that will take place before the main chunk. So it won't be all 20 together. There are two games that happen, as you heard me say earlier in December. That's December 4th, a Sunday at Virginia Tech, and December 10th, a Saturday versus Georgia Tech. Now, there's no games in between there, so those are the first two ACC games in back-to-back games. A little bit of history with these early ACC games split off from the main chunk that began in 2019 and 20. Why? That was the kickoff of the ACC network that year. So Carolina, you might remember this is Cole Anthony's year. He went off in this game. The first game of that season was versus Notre Dame at home. And then North Carolina went on the road to Virginia uh like early in December. I think it might've been December 8th. Somebody fact check me on that, please and then the next year you would have thought that tradition would carry on however that was the year following covid 2020-21 and so there was that compacted shortened schedule and so all the acc games were played together and then last year there was once again an acc game played earlier but just one split off from the rest of the schedule and then this year now we have two and um so There's really no trend yet. There's been four years in which it seems like there would have been one of these early ACC games, but there was the first year of the ACC network. There was two games, one to start the season, one in early December. The next year, because of COVID, there were no split off ACC games. Last year, there was one. And then this year, there's two. So who knows what this is going to be going forward. We're just going to have to keep our eyes out on it. So we'll see what happens now, as for these two games this year at Virginia tech on Sunday, December 4th and versus Georgia tech on Saturday, December 10th. Here's the issue with that, that week in between those two games is finals week. In fact, the days leading up to the Virginia tech game is kind of the beginnings of that. There's some readings and other things going on. And so I don't like that at all for these student athletes. Um, it just doesn't make sense. There there typically is this week off during finals week between games, but usually you just kind of schedule rando non-conference games because those games are always sloppy. You're not practicing as much. You're not together as much. Uh, you're letting the students take their exams. And so um, that's just going to be a weird dynamic. I don't love that at all for the first two games of the ACC schedule, but um. TV contracts are what they are, and you got to roll with it. you got to play the games in front of you on the calendar. So we'll see what happens there. By the way, with that opening ACC game being at Virginia Tech, that's now four of the last five years the Tar Heels have started conference play on the road, being done no favors by the ACC schedulers. And let me tell you, the back end on the bookend side of this isn't going to be more pretty in terms of road home, but we'll get there. Now, after those two games, we eventually get to this main chunk of the ACC play, the first of which uh, is a a to-be-determined date. It's either going to be December 30th or December 31st. New Year's Eve, that would be December 31st, obviously. The weird thing is that if it's the first of those two days, that would actually be a Friday night, Uh, just a rare occurrence for the ACC. There are hardly ever... Uh, conference games on a Friday night. We've seen the Big Ten start to do that some in recent years, and so maybe that's something the ACC is going to look into. But obviously that game date has not yet been decided, so we're going to have to watch for that. But that will be the first game, another road game, to kick off the main chunk of the season. That's at the main chunk of the conference season, I should say. Again, that's at... Pitt, and so we're going to have to see when that is. But anyway, after those three games, the two that are earlier and that that weird um, New Year's Eve-ish time period with at Pitt, then you've got this great rhythm where the next seven games go Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. That's going to allow the team to get just into a really, really nice rhythm. going to be great for Hubert Davis and his team to establish that. And the nice thing is when that that rhythm of those seven games ends, you've now played 10 conference games and you're at the midpoint, the exact halfway point of the conference schedule. Even more awesome about that is that at that point, you have a over a week off between games. So that, that rhythm was Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. After that last Tuesday game, which is at Syracuse on January 24th, at that point, you have until the next Wednesday. So like eight days until you host Pitt to kick off the back half of the ACC schedule. And so while I don't like what happened at the very early part of the ACC schedule, I love this rhythm. Man, no reason you just can't get on a roll. Do what you need to do to make things easier on yourself in the back half of the ACC slate. And so nothing till the next Wednesday. Love that. An opportunity to take stock of what we've done in the first 10 ACC games and then look forward to what does that mean in the final 10 regular season games. So we're going to talk about that back half of the ACC schedule. We're going to talk about how it lines up with the non-conference schedule. And I want to give you my predictions for wins and losses for the ACC slate. We're gonna do all that in just a second after I tell you about Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including lines for week two of NFL. BetOnline is also your continued source for sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, MLB, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so after those opening 10 games of the ACC play, then you get into a little bit of that same Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday kind of rhythm there. You have that game that I said hosting pit on Wednesday and then Saturday, and then Tuesday and Saturday. So you kind of get back into that same rhythm and routine for the next four games. But then the final six games of the ACC conference schedule, nah, it's all wacky and it's all over the place. Don't even bother trying to figure out a rhythm there. Just look at your calendar, look at the schedule, and see what's coming for those final six games. Now, I want to make a few other observations about the ACC schedule itself. One of the things we always look for, which is kind of the toughest thing, is that because of Big Monday and um, the ACC playing in Big Monday on ESPN, for a while now, we've had times just about every season where Carolina will play a game on Saturday and then have to turn around 48 hours later and play a game on Wednesday. When you look at it, obviously, ESPN wants the biggest brands, and so schools like Boston College for example, just haven't played as many of these Saturday-Monday turnarounds. North Carolina is always right there at or near the top of that heap. Last year, they had three such turnarounds. It was interesting. All of them were an away game on Saturday and a home game on Monday. Coincidentally, it's pretty cool. Carolina went 5-1 and one in those games. Good job Coach Davis getting the team ready. As for this year, they actually thankfully only have two of those Saturday-Monday turnarounds. And so that'll be February 11 and 13. So watch out for that. That is versus Clemson versus Miami. So the nice thing is that you're at home for both of those. You don't have to travel at all. Typically, when you look at most teams schedules, when they have these Saturday, Monday, at least one one of the two games is on the road. So that's super nice uh, to have that. If you've got to play this Saturday, Monday kind of thing, it's nice to be at home. Hoo boy, the other one, though, is not nearly as kind. This is right at the end of the schedule. It's in the last full week of the ACC slate. Saturday, you host Virginia on February 25th, and then you have to travel to Tallahassee to play at Florida State on Monday. That is going to be no bueno there. So watch out for that um, right in that last week, those back-to-backs. It's always interesting to see what happens there. All right. Now for me, I I always like to look at what is the toughest elongated stretch in the schedule? Well, it includes what we just talked about there with Virginia and Florida State. It is the five final closing games of the ACC schedule. The, The schedulers just always like to have good TV games in these windows coming down the stretch leading into conference tournaments. And boy, is it going to be that. Here's the rundown of those final five games. Again, you're at NC State, at Notre Dame, hosting Virginia, turn around and go to Florida State, and then senior night, Duke. At NC State, at Notre Dame, versus Virginia, at Florida State, versus Duke. That is tough. Why so? Several reasons. Let me give them to you. Of those five games, you start on the road, a rivalry game at NC State, and then you go up to South Bend to play Notre Dame, where Carolina has frankly struggled some. And then you host Virginia on a Saturday, And Carolina was better last year against Virginia under coach Davis. And so you're encouraged by that, but still it's a Tony Bennett team. They're expected to be top three or four in the ACC this year. I've got them in the top three personally. And so that's going to be a tough game. And then as I've already said, you turn around and then go to Florida state, another tough place for Carolina to play. And then obviously senior day hosting Duke is always wacky as well. And so, um, so that makes it tough, just the everything surrounding those five games. You've got this Saturday-Monday that we just talked about, hosting Virginia, then traveling on the back end of that. That makes it tough no matter who it is, but going to Florida State. Not, not to mention three of these final five in this stretch, and then closing it out with Virginia, Florida State, and Duke in a span of eight days. That is no uh, favors done to the Tar Heels um, there by the schedulers, but again, you got to play the games. So go out and do work, right? Make it happen and kill it. Now, next, I want to look at how the ACC portion of the schedule fits in and with the non-conference portion of the schedule, especially since there are these two earlier ACC games. So looking at it, there are 11 non-conference games. Eight of them are before the uh, the, the two games um, to start the ACC schedule, excuse me, the game at Virginia Tech and the game hosting Georgia Tech. After that Georgia Tech game, there are three more non-conference games. So it comes kind of in the back end of that schedule of the non-conference games, but it is very much in the midst of it. Now, that closing five-game stretch to the regular season is nuts, but here's another five-game stretch that I think is going to tell us a lot about the Tar Heels. So keep your eyes on this. Thanksgiving week, Carolina travels to the other side of the country to Portland to play in the PK 85, the Phil Knight Invitational. They'll have three games. They're going to play on Thanksgiving Day, then they're going to play on Black Friday the next day, day off on Saturday, thankfully. (laughs) And then you play on Sunday. Now, assuming Carolina is in the championship game of that, that game will be played later at night, Pacific time, keep in mind. That's on a Sunday. And then on Wednesday, They go to Bloomington to play in at Indiana True Road game in the Big Ten ACC um, matchup. Now, I've already been saying, watch out for this. I think Carolina is going to take a loss or two in this stretch, not even necessarily because of talent or being a a lesser team to somebody, but just because of the schedule and the pure grind of it. But then it was made worse because that game that's at Virginia Tech, Yeah, that is coming right on the heels of that Indiana game. Yeah, absolutely it is. So you've got to do all that. And then on Sunday, you play Indiana on a Wednesday night, come home, and then you got to travel to Blacksburg to play them on that very next Sunday. And so again, that is just a grind. So over the course of those days, you play PK-85 Thursday, Friday, probably a late Sunday night game. You fly out in what's going to essentially be Monday East coast time by that point, do you go home? Do you go straight to Bloomington? We're going to find that out at some point. Uh, but regardless, that's going to be hectic and hairy travel. Um, and then because that's Thanksgiving weekend, still, everybody's trying to get home for, for work and other things on that Sunday. And then you play Indiana Wednesday night and then you've got to go to Blacksburg on Sunday. Carolina is going to have to be ready for this. It's going to be tough, and I really wouldn't be surprised again to see them drop a game or two. I hope they don't, and that would be awesome, but you just got to prepare for that because that's the reality of a crazy travel schedule when you're one of the top teams in the nation. It just is what it is, but those back-to-back true road games at Indiana, at Virginia Tech, two very difficult places to play. going to have to bring the A game and be ready for that. And don't don't forget that that Virginia Tech game, as I said earlier, is leading into finals week for the team for the fall semester exam. So, ah, man, tough, tough sledding. So with all that said, I want to get to my record predictions, both for the non-conference schedule, for the conference schedule, and then what I think will be the regular season record. Now, I'm not going to get into it game by game right now. I just want to give you what I think the numbers will be. And then at another time, we can go game by game, unpack it, really work our way through it. So as I look at the conference schedule, um, it it is tough. I think this is a very difficult conference schedule. I think they can do it well and sit atop the conference at the end of the regular season because they're that good, but it is a tough schedule. Make no mistake. About that, and so my prediction for the the ACC record is 16 and four, and I think that is good enough to get you first place in the ACC because it's just such a gauntlet for every team. So 16 and four might not seem like, oh, well, that's not befitting of of this team and what they're returning. Oh, trust me, it is. That's going to be first place in the ACC. You're going to take three, four, five losses and still be number one seed in the ACC tournament. And then for the non conference schedule, that's 11 games. I, I really want to say 10 and one, but I'm going to go with nine and two just because of the possibility of getting picked off somewhere. You might, if you find yourself in a rut in the PK85 stuff, who knows what could wind happening. And so a 16 and 4 conference record, a nine and two non-conference record, that's 31 total games in the regular season. And so based on that math, I'm going with a regular season prediction of 25 and 6. Now, as we get into the nitty-gritty of it, and on another show I go game by game, we'll have to see if I wind up right there as well. But uh 25 and 6, somebody mark it and come back and tell me what a poor prediction that eventually was. Okay, so we got some good news from Coach Hubert Davis about Jalen Washington this week. We're gonna talk about that in just a second, but let me remind you, we're doing our drive for five. Leading up to this awesome basketball season we're looking forward to, we wanna get to a point of having 5,000 YouTube subscribers leading into the season, just because it'd be a great threshold to hit and, and great community already going. And so I'd love to ask you, to subscribe if you haven't already. And I'd love to ask you to share with a friend you know who loved the Tar Heels that might want to be part of this community. Thanks for joining in. Okay, so this, this news about Jalen Washington, we got a health update. As a reminder, this is incoming freshman, Jalen Washington from Indiana, has had some serious leg injuries in high school and is recovering for them. There's been question Of when will he be ready to go? Will he be ready to go? Will he have to sit out some of the season before coming in, maybe in December or January or something of that nature? Which, as we've seen in past years for a freshman, is really tough to do to step in at that point. And so, uh, thankfully, we finally got some news on that, some updates with um, some, some firm news. So John Rothstein, great um, college basketball reporter for CBS, always in all the news, all the stuff. It's it's crazy. This man eats, drinks and sleeps college basketball. And I love it. I'm here for it. And so earlier in this week on uh, September 12th, he tweeted North Carolina freshman, Jalen Washington, ACL will be hear This Fully cleared for all basketball related activities by the end of September, per Hubert Davis. So, this is great news for North Carolina. This is great news for Hubert Davis. This gives much needed depth to the front court and what they're going to do. Because at this point, without Jalen Washington being fully ready to go, you've got Armando Baycott and Pete Nance and Will Shaver, who's been there since January, early enrollee. But again, he doesn't project this year to factor in very much into that front court rotation. Just is what it is with that. Um, But Jalen Washington, on the other hand, if fully healthy, before his injuries, highly, highly ranked in in his class and then dropped because of his injuries. But Jalen Washington adds a huge dimension to this front court if he's ready to go now what what as we read this tweet something i love that i read in it um fully cleared for all basketball related activities by when not the first game not november 7th which is when that is but by the end of september so that's just uh today is thursday september 15th that's just two weeks from now two weeks and a couple days um before Jalen Washington's ready to go. And that also means that he's going to have a full month plus of, of I almost said rehearsing, of practicing with the team before Carolina gets into game mode. Now, it's not that um, he hasn't been sitting by doing nothing. He's been shooting. He's been doing things. He just couldn't fully participate in all basketball-related activities. That's the key phrase here. That means fully cleared, ready to go to do anything so long as the medical staff is monitoring his progress and he seems to be doing well and healthy and all of that. And so, um, again, huge encouragement for North Carolina's front court. You don't have to rely, let's say Baycott gets in foul trouble, Nance goes to the five, and then you've got this super small ball lineup with somebody like Puff Johnson at the four. You don't have to do that now if Jalen Washington's ready to go. You can slide Nance over, bring in Washington, and here's the good news about being bringing in Jalen Washington. Here's something else that Hubert Davis, uh, said to John Rothstein. Also, he's the best shooting big man coming out of high school that I've ever seen. That's straight from coach Davis's mouth. Now there have been times when coach Davis will say things and it's kind of like, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but really, you know, um, but a lot of those things have come to fruition and have been proven true as time wears on. And <clears throat> so I, I'm going to take Coach Davis at his word on that until we're proven otherwise. Now, we also know the history of freshman shooters at North Carolina. They they don't always pan out immediately. Kerwin Walton had a phenomenal freshman year, was the best three-point shooter on that team. But prior to him, the example I always go to is Kenny Williams hit exactly one three-pointer his freshman season at North Carolina. So we'll keep our eyes on that with Jalen Washington. But if, if he can live up to this, the best shooting big man coming out of high school I've ever seen, that might be something. Because remember, you're trying to replace the the one person from the Iron Five you lost, Brady Manick, and all of his three-point made shots that he's taking with them. You're trying to make that up with Pete Nance. But if you can make that up with the combination of Pete Nance and Jalen Washington, chef's kiss. You're in a much better spot and a much better place with that. And so really excited to see um, Jalen Washington going to be able to be cleared for this and just happy for him for all his hard work and time and sacrifice and and what that's going to allow him to do. You got to know he's elated about that opportunity. You got to know his family's elated for that as well. Great news from Jalen Washington. Great news for the Tar Heels. Love to see it. Well, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have had a great time uh, thinking about and unpacking the schedule. I'd love to hear your thoughts on where you think there's gonna be some landmines. How do you think Carolina's gonna do? What do you think their record will be in ACC play? You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels and me at Isaac Shade. Go give a follow. And if you wanna get more on the ACC, you can do that by making Locked on ACC your second listen host candace cooper and the local experts of locked on take you around the conference in 30 minutes five days a week thank you so much again for hanging out with me on a thursday man i cannot wait one more show this week and then unfortunately it's kind of a off weekend for carolina football so no game to enjoy but we're gearing up for notre dame we'll talk about that a lot next week i want to remind you for now that it's always a great day to be a tar heel Until next week? No, until tomorrow! It's only Thursday! (laughs) Ha ha! Peace!